This podcast episode was inspired by rage. I am so mad. I am so frustrated. I am so, I don't like to use the word angry, but I feel like some kind of thing. I Listen, I have big feelings today. We talk about big feelings a lot in this house because as many of you know, I currently at the time of recording this have a three, almost four year old. And so we talk a lot about big feelings. Today, I have big feelings and some people are going to listen to this episode. And if you are a website designer, I suggest you stop listening unless you want to learn something. But if you're a website designer designing websites for travel advisors, agents and agency owners, you're probably going to feel attacked and rightly so, because today we're talking about five things that I have seen this week that have made me mad. Things that designers are doing on websites. And if a designer has done this to you, I'm giving this to you today so that you can go and change those five things. I want you to win. I want you to have an amazing website. And amazing is not defined by pretty. Amazing is not defined by Stunning, amazing, an amazing website is one that converts, one that converts website visitors into email subscribers, appointments, phone calls, and paying clients. Give me an amen if that's all you need from your website. Let's take a look at these five things. Hey there, if you are currently living paycheck to paycheck in your travel business because you don't know where your next client is going to come from, you likely have one of two problems, maybe even both, a traffic problem and a conversion problem. You see, a traffic problem refers to the amount of people coming to your website to learn more about working with you, which means that the conversion problem is when your website isn't turning your website visitors into email subscribers, appointments, or paying clients. If you have a traffic and or conversion problem, your travel business is not going to survive. And that's not okay. And guess who is very much to blame? Your website. You see, a high converting website in the travel industry should be turning website visitors into paying clients with ease. If your website is not doing that, it is failing you. But there is a solution. Introducing Website in a Weekend, a trans formative two-day virtual workshop tailor-made for travel professionals just like you. Arrive with nothing, leave with a breathtaking, high-converting website. Yep, just in a weekend. You'll equip yourself with a crystal clear core message, a stunning visual brand, content crafted with high-converting frameworks, and so much more. Early bird alert, sign up by September 20th and get your website copy written for you by my team. Plus, I will personally pick, pay for and place premium images on your website. Dates, mark your calendar, October 27th and 28th. Y'all, October 28th is my wedding anniversary. Show up. I'll be there for you. It'll literally change your business. Still unsure? Just ask Lisa. She transformed her website from meh into magnificent. And she says it was worth every penny. My site now speaks to those that I want to work with. I highly recommend it. Or ask Patty, who says, all thanks to you and your team, Sandra, I get so many compliments and new clients. I'm actually having a hard time keeping up with all the new bookings. So why wait? Elevate your online presence, attract ideal clients, and say goodbye to your website woes. 
Ready to soar? Join Website in a Weekend and let's make magic together. Head over to travelmarketingandmedia.com slash website to learn more and book your spot. That's travelmarketingandmedia.com slash website. I'll see you there. Okay. Take a deep breath, Sandra. Come on now. Here are five things that are making me really angry that designers are doing on y'all's websites right now that I hate. And I'm giving these to you not to attack the designers, but so that you can fix them. I want you to win. So the first thing on the list, and these are not in any particular order, I'm equally angry at all of these things, is intake forms. If you have an intake form on your website, get rid of it. So an intake form, for those of you who don't know, is a form where people, you ask people who come to your website to write their full name, telephone number, email address, city they're from, budget for their vacation, how many nights they want to be away, the exact dates that they want to travel or rough dates, fine. Um, what, how much they want to spend per night on accommodation, what they're looking for in a vacation, who they're traveling with, how many people, are they flying coach? Are they, you have no right to be asking people those questions. Because can I tell you that that is the equivalent of walking onto a car dealership floor, stepping left, right, left, you look up, you see the cars, they're beautiful. And around the corner comes a car salesperson who says, hi, what's your budget? Are you paying cash or do you need financing? Are we looking to buy today or are we just looking? Can we make a decision today? It is so gross to have an intake form like that on your website, because what you're doing is you are asking people for that information before you have given them any time or attention, before you've even physically said hello to them on a phone call, on an email, on a video call. You don't have the right to ask people those questions before you have established an authentic connection with them or started a relationship with them. And listen, in your head right now, if you're already arguing me saying, well, I need to qualify my clients. Of course you do. I agree with you on that. You do need to qualify your clients, but here's how you're going to do that. You're going to do that by having amazing content on your website that the right clients will say, oh my gosh, This is exactly how I love to travel. Everything that they offer, all the services they provide, the destinations they're featuring, the experiences that they're talking about, everything they're saying on their podcast or their blogs or their articles or, yes, this is so me. That's how you qualify your client initially, but you don't have the right to ask how much money they want to spend with you before you've given them the time to say hello. So if you have an intake form, get rid of it. What can you replace your intake form with? A button that goes to your calendar that allows people to make a quick 10 or 15 minute call with you to ask you any questions they have and for you to know if they're the right fit. You're not going to say to check if we're the right fit for each other. It's just a quick hello call to see, to learn more about each other, what you need. And then if they do want to go ahead with you, then you will set up a planning call 
later on. But quit with the quit with the discovery calls. What is a discovery call? What are you discovering? Who is discovering what? Just make it basic English. Let's just jump on the phone, say a quick hello, find out what it is that you're looking for, and if we are the right fit for you. Not if you're the right fit for us. It's not on my list of things that I wanted to talk about, but it makes me as mad as when people talk about firing a client. I'm going to do another whole episode on that. Let me calm down. Okay, that was number one, the intake form. Get rid of your intake form. Number two, cuteness. Get rid of all the cuteness. You can be cute with your closet. You can be cute with your humor. You can be cute in your life, but not in your business. So what do I mean by cute? Cute is where you've done weird spelling. Actually, let's not just call it weird. Let's call it incorrect spelling of words. So you are not a travel biz, B-I-Z, right? You are not a business that should be missing the G from I-N-G, booking, traveling, because you're not coming across as polished. That's coming across as cute or desperate because you couldn't get the domain that you wanted or the business name that you wanted. So you had to abbreviate. Make yourself a professional in the way that you treat people, in the way that you book travel, in the way that you work with your suppliers, and in the way that you present yourself and show up. So you don't need to put, and I've seen this this week, the definition of travel, the definition of disconnect, the definition of all of these words. You don't need to put cute words. You don't need to twist and stretch and manipulate things to have personality. You're not there to share your personality. You're there for your client to make their life easier, to be a person that is reliable and responsible and knowledgeable and to have expertise. And that's what you need to show. A polished brand, not a cute brand. Okay. The next thing is getting rid of the word I as much as you can and the word we, honestly. So a lot of people ask me the question about, should I use I or should I use we? Now, I should be used if it's just one person, if it's just you, if you ride solo, if you run this whole ship by yourself, if you run the world by yourself, you should be an I. If you are more than one person, whether or not that is somebody that helps you with customer service or with ticketing or with anything, another travel advisor or travel agent, then yes, you can use the word we. But I want you to minimize the number of times that you use I or we. Let me give you an example. When we were building our house, we got given the stupidest primary bedroom closet that you have ever seen. It literally could not hold clothes for two people. And in a lot of primary bedrooms, there are two people who want their clothes hung and folded. So we hired, um, a, we sorry, we engaged a couple of contractors. I think it was the Cl- uh, California Closets. It might have been the Container Store because they input the Alpha system, if you've seen that before, and one local person. And we had them come out to the house and to give us some ideas for design that could maximize the space and really make it practical for us, make it functional for us. And one of the designers, the closet designers, kept saying, I love designing closets. I'm obsessed with designing closets that breathe, that have, you know, that just don't look crowded and cramped. I, and I tuned out. I'll tell you what I did. I tuned out because I don't want to hear what you are passionate about. I don't care. I don't care. 
I want to hear, we design closets that will fix your problems and make your life easier. What do you love about your closet? What do you hate about your closet? And then I would have told her, it's super tall. It's like 12 feet tall, but it's really narrow and it's not deep at all. And I'm worried that we're not going to get everything in here. So then she should have said back, so you need a closet that can utilize this space the best way possible, putting as much in here as you can, but allowing you to be able to reach what you need when you need it and to make sure that it works for you and it solves your problem. What other problems does this closet present to you? And I said, well, for me, it ends up with clothes on the floor. Right now, I'm recording this podcast episode in my bedroom with clothes all over the floor, all over the bench, not on the bed because I just woke up. And that is a result of having a poor closet. It truly is. In my hallway, there is a clothes rack hanging full of clothes. I don't know where to put them. I actually have to go and get a step stool to climb up to put them in the top of the closet. So the closet design that we got didn't even work for us. And likely looking back, yeah, we made the choice and we agreed to it and we had it installed. But if the person had have asked us, what happens when you don't have a closet that works for you? I would have told them the clothes end up on the floor. The laundry gets done. We're so good at doing laundry in this house. Y'all, we do laundry frequently. We fold the clothes. We hang the clothes. It's like 30 minutes for the washer, 45 minutes for the dryer, and seven business days to put it away in the closet. But if the closet worked for us, it would be so much better. I literally feel like I want to change the one and only guest room that we have in this house into a whole room that is a closet for the three of us, because I just feel like we wouldn't have this issue with clothes on the floor. And here's the thing. When we did the consultation, nobody really dig deep into what we needed and where we struggled. All they did was look at their body of work and what they love doing and what they love installing and what they've installed before. So I want you to ask yourself, are you the same Are you just jumping in planning trips? Are you just jumping in putting stuff on your website without any clear messaging that says, I'm here for what you need. I'm here to make your life easier. I'm here to make sure that your vacation works for your budget and your style of travel. Because if you can do that and you can turn the focus off of I, 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 we, 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 me, me, me. What you're doing is putting the focus back on your client and making them the center of attention, not you. I think I'll finish this bit out by saying you don't want to be that person at a dinner party or at a barbecue that's always like, I this, I that, me, 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 I, 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 because people think you're self-centered. When you see that on a website and I see I this, I that, me, this, me, that, all I think is you're worried about yourself, you're in it for yourself and you're not here for me. You have a different agenda than what I have. Okay. So that is number three. So number one was the intake form. We're going to get rid of that. Number two, we're going to get rid of the short words, biz words, cuteness, all that kind of frou-frou on your website. Number three, we're not going to make it about you and your passions or your dreams. It doesn't matter how long you have been traveling for. It doesn't matter how passionate you are about helping people. That doesn't help the person you're, you're talking to. You can be passionate about designing closets. I don't care. You can be passionate about planning travel. I don't care. What is in it for me as the client? 
Okay, what are you going to do to help me with the things that stress me out or that bother me? Number four, focus on pretty websites, focused on colors and cute pictures. I keep seeing these websites come from designers right now or templates that people are buying that have cute names for templates, that have cute color combinations, that um, have these beautiful pictures of beaches and oceans and Moroccan doors and like enough that's not in alignment with your business because your website from an aesthetics perspective should look very similar in it should feel very similar to the suppliers that you work with so if you work with explorer cruise lines or scenic or um celebrity and you go onto those websites they're not trying to work with a color palette and make it resonate right across the website like it's some kind of mood board no Of course, you need to have a color palette. Of course, you need consistency. But your images shouldn't be random, cute travel pictures from Unsplash that match your brand. Your images should be in alignment with the suppliers that you are trying to book to make the commissions that you are trying to hit. These are business choices when it comes to images, not design choices. If you love design, work on your house, work on your closet work on your style, but your website has to have every image strategically picked, not for your color palette. That's a given, but they have to be picked because they're in alignment with what you are selling. Okay. And then number five, what did I decide for number five was bothering me the most? Mm, Maybe just four. No, there was something else, something else that bothered me. Oh, Not being conversion-minded. This is a problem that I'm seeing on a lot of websites that I've been looking at. And listen, if you're wondering why I'm all of a sudden have ants in my pants for other people's websites, it's because right now, of course, many of you know at the time of recording this that we had just, we just opened, we're about to close the doors to website in a weekend for this experience. The next experience you'll be able to book really soon. But the reason that I'm into this, I don't go out looking at our competitors' websites. I don't go out hunting, stalking, you know, looking around, spying. It's because people are coming to us saying, I got my website designed by this person. It's beautiful and I love it. Or by this company in Canada or by whatever. And I got this, I got this website and it's really nice and I really like it, but I'm not getting email subscribers. And go and listen to episode number 20, where we talk about how to know if your website is broken. The most stunning websites are broken often. And we'll tell you exactly how we know that. It's not a feeling. There's actually numbers to back it up. You can go and look up the numbers on your on your specific website to know that. So number five would be not being conversion minded. Sign up for my newsletter is not a cool conversion. It's not smart. It's stupid. Just sign up for my newsletter. That's not that's not a reason that people will want to give you their email address. Oh, let me sign up for a newsletter. There's a Thai restaurant down the road. And they had a sign in their window saying, sign up for our newsletter. What on earth is the Thai restaurant sending out that's of value to me? It could be incredible stuff. It could be amazing. Actually, if they'd have said, are you keen to learn more about Thai cuisine? Every week we send a really quick, fun email explaining a dish from Thailand that you might want to learn and try. So that every time you come here, yeah, of course you can have your favorite thing, but you could also try something new. I would sign up for that. 
And people feel the same way about your website. Just because you have a newsletter, yeah, of course, it's going to be travel centric, but why, why should they sign up for your newsletter? You have to do better with asking people to sign up for your newsletter. And there are really smart ways to do it. Ways that we have been over 250 websites, seven years, my experience working with the biggest travel brands in the world. Don't forget, I marketed the biggest cruise lines in the world and helped them get billions of dollars of sales. We still work with tourism boards, river cruise lines, hotel chains, villa rentals, and help them with their marketing so that they are currently converting. So those are my five things. I don't need you to do anything about those designers. I'm not worried about those designers. Let them do what they do. I'm concerned about you. I want you to win. So if those five things are in your branding, in your webs- on your website, get rid of them, make the changes, and you will do better with your conversion. And if you don't love your website, and by love, the definition of love is if it's not converting for you, go to travelmarketingandmedia.com slash website. We can help you. See you in the next episode. If this podcast episode resonated with you and you'd like to hear more, head over to travelmarketingandmedia.com slash podcast to get notified about new episodes and also listen to any that you may have missed. And if you'd like to ask a question about this episode, you can send it there for me to answer on a live Q&A. We'll see you in the next episode.